welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> so Will is a VP of Merchant Engagement at a financial institution here in Charlotte, North Carolina. He is single. So if you're listening to this, make sure you watch this on YouTube because Will is adorable. Will, introduce yourself. Um, how old are you? Have you been married? Yeah. So I'm 30 years old. I've never been married. Um I am sort of definitely a, a financial <laughs> oriented person by background. Okay. Um, I got my start uh, in uh, consulting early on and then kind of moved back to go to school and study analytics at Georgia Tech and then found myself uh, working at a bank um, doing some different business development activities and um, managing relationships. Okay, wonderful. And we're going to try to manage your relationship today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Will, Will's a client of mine, and he was very kind to agree to be on this podcast. Um, we've done matchmaking with Will. He recently got into some online dating that I want to talk. That's what I want to talk all about today, because Will's like figured out the algorithms and some things that a lot of people don't know about. Um, and I even learned a healthy uh, dose uh, when I was talking to Will last time we we met up at Caribou recently. So, um, Will is, um, you know, like you said, he's 30, he's fit, he's handsome. Um, he is ready for a real relationship and he wants to get married. He wants to have kids one day, the whole shebang. So if anyone is interested in meeting Will, please DM me. Um, and we'll get into a little bit about what you're looking for in a minute, but let's talk first about sort of the whole idea of mastering online dating apps and what you have noticed recently. Let's talk about pictures, Will. What have you learned recently? <laughs> I know you've done, he is very analytical. He's done like a ton of research on this. Yeah. So tell us what you've learned. Absolutely. I guess I want to say up top, like, you know, my goal in kind of being here and sharing some of this information is I'm talking to myself probably about you know, a year and a half, two years ago, mm -hmm. pre-meeting Lori. And um, I'm thinking back on the things that I wish I had known, the wish of, the things that I have learned over the past mm -hmm. couple of years. And I'm really talking to myself here as I share some of these tips. And I also want to bring a bit of encouragement to people who might not know where to go or as they're thinking about how they present themselves, they may not have ideas. And so definitely want to just bring that concept that, you know, anybody can do this and you can yes. always improve, you know? Yes. And I also will say that I have introduced Will to some wonderful people and he's had relationships with some women as well. It just hasn't worked out for one reason or another. Um, but I've only ever gotten really positive feedback about you. Um, just great guy. And, you know, it's, it, it, you don't find the one until you find the one period. That's right. um, and, you know, Will is still a young man. So, um, 
I think that um, online dating is definitely a really good adjunct to matchmaking. And, you know, there are so many people online dating, but there's a lot of things that people are doing wrong with online dating. So, Will, I appreciate your um, sharing your what you have learned. Um, so let's get into it. Pictures. Um, yeah, pictures. <laughs> this is, you know... If you if you break down online dating, it sounds so deceptively simple. There's essentially like two areas that you have to focus on. That's it, right? It's mm-hmm. like pictures and prompts. Yep. And then you get into it and you get into pulling down those, you know, few Instagram photos that you feel like are, you know, that you want to share or that really highlight you. And you mm-hmm. go, I don't have enough content for this. You know, <laughs> how's it so hard to find six photos? And yes. um, so... For me, that's been a a journey, a bit of a process to realize that I needed to go out and find some of those photos that really represented myself. And Mm -hmm. I'll be the first to admit, I'm not the guy who's always, you know, kind of like capturing the moment. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I think it made sense to hire a professional and really spend the time investing in the situations, the, um, you know, locales, all the things that I think made me look like me online. And um, that's really the first thing I'd recommend is spending the time and perhaps the resources to ensure that what others see is how you see yourself, whether that be outside, uh, you know, on the town, like at night, kind of walking the street, Mm -hmm. Um, however it is that you want to come across, you know, that's what you want to highlight um, essentially you want to tell a story with these photos mm-hmm. to, to pull other, you know, viewers in and, and make them, you know, want to know more effectively. Good. And I like the way you, you need to be thoughtful. It needs to be intuitive. And then you need to be um, really kind of being uh, intentional about what you're putting out there to make it look like you and also the best form of you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd say I, I'll keep most of this advice positive. The things I'd say that I've learned to avoid yes. are those um, instances where, you know, you've got big groups of folks in your photos, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a big, you know, group of friends. Um, try and find things that isolate only you. Like, don't make somebody look to, you know, have to search you out in a sense in every photo. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to get a sense of how much time on average is spent looking at a a profile. And I have to believe it's probably somewhere between 30 and 50 seconds um, based on my own kind of research and my my own experience really in looking at profiles. And so it's not a lot of time to make that first impression. And so, well, I'm going to jump in here and just tell you I think it's a lot less than that. I think it's less. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'm going to say three seconds. Oh gosh. Five seconds, probably. Like when I'm looking for my clients online dating at the men, I can, I make a very, very fast decision. (laughs) So I'm slow. (laughs) You're slow. Well, it shows that you're looking, probably spending a lot more time on the profile. If you don't like the first picture, you're looking at the second. A lot of times people just look at the first and then they're done and they can tell a lot by the first picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, so ultimately that's the best, you know, best way to do that is only feature yourself effectively or an area where you're around other people, but it's kind of a photo that's focused on you. Um, The second one I noticed, you know, while it's really great to highlight yourself in 
nature or in your kind of like in your zone, right? Outside. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that you want to kind of feature yourself in a big wide expanse of area where, you know, I've got to like really zoom in to find you. Yeah. And, you know, you find a lot of scenic kind of photos that Mm -hmm. they might be epic, you know, Grand Canyon or something like that. But right. if I can't see you, then it doesn't really add a lot of value to your profile. Some people would say, especially with women, men will say to me, I can see her figure in that photo if we're looking at heterosexual relationships and, you know, the, the full figure. So that's the benefit of being in a wide expanse, I suppose. Yeah, I could see that. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, full body photos are important just so that people can get a sense of like what you fully look like in a sense um and also just maybe how you dress it's some of it's kind of like a vibe i guess that you give off when you're able to see the entire person right mm-hmm. that's true okay so um what else did you learn um related to pictures so the other thing is i think you know facial expressions and ultimately like your smile this is um it's such an important way that you come, you know, come across in a photo. And mm-hmm. um, it actually took me a little while to like understand that sometimes the way you smile on a camera is not exactly the way that you would smile when it's, you know, a natural reaction to something. Okay. Um, and so it's interesting that there are, you know, ways that you can kind of create that feeling of natural expression. Um, intentionally and you know some of that is like learning to lift your eyes in a in a way that it pulls it pulls attention to um you know your face and ultimately makes you um look like you're looking at somebody kind of through the camera and uh, mm-hmm. there's all these approaches that you can learn um that kind of help create a very natural and attractive expression um and definitely more natural than probably the ones that I was giving previous to taking some of my photos. So when you were looking at the camera for your professional photo shoot, did you, were you like trying to be very, very intentional looking at the photographer thinking about something and trying to be expressive through your eyes? Uh, Yeah. In a sense, I think having, having something in your mind can certainly create that, you know, ability to, you know, open your smile up essentially and and Mm -hmm. make it more authentic. Um, you know, some of the other things I realized is that I, I think I lift my mouth a little more, you know, on one side than the other. And I just mm-hmm. do that naturally when I'm in front of a camera. Right. Whereas if I'm, you know, really laughing about something that somebody said, I might just open that smile up completely and yeah. it just may feel a little more like welcoming or authentic. And so, um, there's all sorts of ways and, that you can kind of learn to, to improve on that. Ultimately, it just comes down to practice. It's like, you know, when I think about the session that I had with my mm-hmm. photographer, I think mm-hmm. he took 1500 photos. You know, it's mm-hmm. volume is important here and it's okay if they're not all great. You're going to find some that work for you. So um, what, what were you thinking about, Will, when you were looking at the camera? Did you have a funny memory? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we want the know, inside think, scoop about you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it is 
you know, also the benefit of having a photog photographer is they can make you comfortable. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so for them, they're kind of just being silly around me and, mm -hmm. you know, saying things that, you know, felt funny and okay. ultimately kind of prompted that response. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, you kind of start to conjure up like, you know, a stupid memory or something that without being specific, it just kind of makes you smile. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, know. good, good. So vibing with your photographer is really important. Very. Okay, good. And is there a way, do you think, I mean, I know that I have various photographers that I use um, in different cities. Um, is there a way, in your opinion, for people to be able to really decipher in advance if you're going to vibe with a photographer? Um, so we, I spent about an hour with my photographer kind mm -hmm. of on zoom, just like we're doing talking mm -hmm. about his approach mm -hmm. and getting an understanding of, uh, when he walks into a shoot, what he's looking for. And, okay. um, what that meant for me was he showed up before our shoot. We looked at wardrobe. We talked mm -hmm. about, you know, what he thought were the most important aspects of body language and positioning. Mm -hmm. Um, he wanted to understand what types of shots that I wanted to take, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, shots of me in the city or shots of me doing things that I was interested in, like cooking, you know, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately that really helped me to frame this kind of experience in my mind, made me a lot more comfortable about doing it before it even happened. Okay. That's great. So it's important to be thoughtful before your photo shoot to really think all these things through whether, and, you know, even if you're just meeting, cause sometimes people can't afford a professional photo shoot period. Yeah. You can do this with a friend at the park. You it's, you know, it's not going to be as good as a professional, but, but, you know, with the new iPhones and whatnot, you can really get a good picture. So you need to think in advance, you know, what am I wearing? That's going to show off you know, my physique in the best possible way. So be really intentional around that and have a couple changes of clothing. Um, think in advance some prompts maybe that make you giggle, something, a romantic idea in your mind, you know, whatever, and try to pull those out. I think it's hard for some people to relate to a camera. They're a little nervous or a little shy. They get anxious. People are like, I hate taking my picture. I never, I, you know, they don't, they don't do selfies. They don't like Not that I recommend selfies for online dating ever, but, um, but, but they're also not, they're not practicing. So if you're one of those people that gets nervous having a photo taken, I would recommend, you know, kind of like, I don't know. I used to do this like back in junior high school, smiling in the, in the mirror, you know, what do you look like? Get comfortable with smiling with, um, different angles for your face. A lot of people, um, have a better angle. Like I know my right side photographs, is it my right side? Yeah. My right side photographs better than my left, which is odd, but I mean, everybody kind of has a good side and I know this is very technical and it also sounds, um, very superficial as we're talking about it, but you have to understand that the first, uh, impression you make is a superficial one period online dating and in general in life. So you need to make sure to put your best face forward. Totally agree. So you got these wonderful photos taken and you, you help select them. And I, obviously I do this with my, with my clients um, as well. And um, you, then what did you do? 
So once all the photos are done, I, you mm -hmm. know, I think the process for me was to really try and call down that group into, let's say, two dozen mm -hmm. that ultimately you feel defines you mm -hmm. and tells the story that you want to tell to the people you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, for me, it starts to become more of a, a question about how I lay those out. And ultimately what I really had to do was just start somewhere. And, you know, for me, it was kind of building a profile from scratch again mm -hmm. um, and start to kind of test what works. Eventually, you know, the great news with, you know, an app like Hinge is you're getting feedback on specific things that are in your profile. So somebody's mm -hmm. telling you, I really like that picture. And yeah. you can use that to better kind of optimize your profile. And then, you know, if things are not working, maybe you're not getting attention on a certain photograph, make a switch and see mm -hmm. if something changes ultimately. Okay, good. So prompts that are common on Hinge, on um, Bumble are things like, um, you know, two truths and a lie. Yeah. Was it hard for you to think of these things or was, did it come pretty naturally? No, it was very unnatural. <laughs> uh, okay. You can see this uh, word doc that I have of just like kind of these just random thoughts that I'd have when a, yeah. I'm at a grocery store on a Sunday. And I think, mm -hmm. oh, you know, well, carrying your groceries in is really annoying. It's like, like that's, but also rewarding. It's like, hmm, maybe that's kind of, maybe there's like a funny aspect that I could kind of work on to kind of get a, a premise that's you know, right and so you kind of think about the experiences you have in day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. and there's opportunities to kind of draw from those as inspiration but ultimately for me my focus was to well like create a, a solid balance between uh, uh, communicating your needs and sort of what you're looking for mm -hmm. and then find a way to be you know, fun or quirky to show your personality. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, through those prompts, I think you really can strike that balance of being serious and pretty fun at the same time. Right. And you, you thought this through, I think a lot of people, men, especially, I hate to say it, they'll get online, they'll load up a couple of pictures they might have in their camera roll. Some of them are super old. Some of them, they just like, they don't know what they're doing. And then they're like, oh, I've got to answer questions. I'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. So I'm literally online dating for my, for my female clients sometimes. And I, I was doing this last week. I was so frustrated because literally, well, there was nothing written. There was not even like where they went to college. I mean, you got to give something yeah. for a, like a, a woman to be interested in you. Give me a break. I was so frustrated and it, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and when it is, when they are great pictures, but then nothing written, it makes me think they're a scammer. So, you know, you don't really know. And um, it, the quirky, like the funnier you are, maybe a little quirky, even the more interesting and dynamic it is. A woman is going to be attracted to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say if you're listening to this and you're struggling with prompts, there is kind of an interesting construct that one very generous Redditor created and okay. uh, wanted to get to this because I think it's so valuable as a okay. framework. Um, so think about your prompts. If you have three prompts to give, think about dedicating one to telling something about yourself. So me, and then use the second one to either ask a question or kind of indicate the type of person you're interested in. So then you, 
-hmm. and then use the third one to, to create space for what us could look like effectively. So together we could do these things or like together we could talk about this topic. You know, there's all kinds of ways to create an invitation or a call nice. to action that helps to say, this is what we could do together, you know, and it creates a, a space for that person to respond or, you know, sort of start the conversation effectively. I love that. One of the prompts was green flags. You, okay. Me was the two truths and a lie. You green flags. I'm hoping you, how did you fill that one in? Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you real quick on me. Um, I feel like I struggled a lot with two truths and a lie originally. Okay. And I kind of thought who's going to really do anything with that or who's, who's going to say something. Turns out that's the one that I ended up getting the most attention on. Okay. And um, it's become something that I really feel like actually helps to frame content. It gives you actually three places to put something that's interesting by default. And so um, I definitely big shout out to that uh, prompt. And I think that really everyone should, should give that one a try. Uh -huh. um, in terms of the you, so, so like starting on green flags, I love that it's a positive oriented um, yeah. prompt. And so from there, you know, you can start by saying things that are relatively serious and, you know, you can indicate that you want somebody who's intellectually curious. You're looking for someone who is kind to others, mm -hmm. somebody who's empathetic. Um, and then you can kind of get a little more abstract at the end. You could say, uh, and I hope you love dumb videos or, you know, kind of leave it in a place where it's playful and mm -hmm. kind of fun for the other person to think like, oh, okay, it's not that serious, but you're still communicating um, something that's very important to you clearly. And then, you know, I'm, I'm hoping you dot, 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 you know, really, I think in a similar way to Green Flags, it, it creates that space to, for someone to respond and say, well, I'm those things, mm. you know, and it's for me a great opportunity to just display the types of things, whether that be activities or characteristics um, that you find attractive. Right. And you also don't want to discount people. You don't want people to be like, oh, well, I don't play tennis or you, you don't want to put somebody yeah. it, 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 like pigeonhole yourself too much where somebody thinks I can't relate to this. So they sort of need to be general also definitely that would appeal to a lot of people i guess is my point i agree mm -hmm. okay good and then uh the us prompt yeah the us prompt you know for me it's it's something i'm still working on i'd say mm -hmm. but ultimately you know together we could dot 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 you know it creates um it creates an opportunity to underline again you know some of those activities that you want to be doing or right. the, you know, experiences you want to have, whether that be, you know, like having a deep conversation that like ends in laughter or, you know, like having some of these like very specific ideas, going for a nice walk after a dinner, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there's like these, there's kind of a vibe you can create with that prompt that I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I, I also love the conversation starter kind of icebreaker opportunities too. So um, on Hinge, there's two really that I like, you know, there's one that says, I'll pick the topic if you start the conversation and then uh -huh. you know, let's debate this topic. Yeah. Uh, 
I think the one I've got currently is the let's debate this topic. And okay. uh, I, uh, I, I put in, you know, do you think that pickleball is a sport or just a hobby? And nice. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. What'd you get? It's a highly debated one. Yeah. What, <laughs> what's the majority answer? <laughs> uh, it depends. It, you know, there's, there's a lot of tennis players are pretty uh, <laughs> salty about losing their court. <laughs> There was a big debate in my neighborhood about it too. It's loud. Um, Oh, that's funny. You're salty. Um, So Bumble versus Hinge. Yeah. Which one do you like better and why? It's a a great question. I'm very torn on this because I, so I feel like I've actually gotten more actual dates on Bumble, despite using it on the sort of like free only version. Okay. Um, but Hinge is actually the platform I prefer because it allows me to, I can say more effectively and it's also very personalized in terms of me finding people I like. Okay. Um, and I will, I'll say also one interesting thing about the two that makes them kind of like mutually exclusive. And one reason I prefer to use both Mm -hmm. is they're very different approaches. You know, Bumble has kind of a Tinder style swipe platform, Mm -hmm. but underneath that, one of the things that's interesting is that it gives you this open about me space that really has no direction. And I really appreciate that. Um, Okay. One, one thing I've found, you know, there's a lot of ways you can fill that space, Mm -hmm. but I've, I've found it interesting to try and, and create a prompt myself that balances again, that seriousness and then kind of the, the humor side of things. And so, you know, like, like, again, I think the one I've got live right now is effectively like, you know, I'm looking for someone to share my life with, but will also, you know, laugh at dumb videos or send me, you know, gifts, you know, and so it's kind of like trying to find that place where I can sneak in something that I think is really important, mm-hmm. but not be too serious or taken too seriously ultimately. Okay. It's a great space for that. Um, did you, um, and I know that with Hinge, they have um, polls and it's a little more, it's, there's some interactivity going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the really cool things that I've seen both platforms do is mm-hmm. encourage and create the opportunity for people to respond more. Mm-hmm. And so polls on Hinge, to me, creates a really great place for you to go further into that invitation and say, here's what our first date could look like, or, mm-hmm. you know, here's um, three things that we could talk about, you know, or how like well how do you feel about one of these things Mm -hmm. lots of different ways you can slice that um hinge also does you know things like video prompts or voice prompts i've not taken that route but i find it interesting that you have those options if that helps to present you i think that's a great idea because people definitely fall in love with voices sometimes they don't love a voice and it's a complete (laughs) turn off it's like they show up and they're like okay i don't like his or her voice we're out but will you've got a wonderful deep voice so i think you should try the voice prompt maybe i will 
I think so. And let us know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then on Bumble, there's reactions that you can use and compliments that you can give. Yeah. Um, so I think compliments right now, you can give one a day. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, again, just a great thing to be able to, to actually specifically reference something that someone says. And, you know, in the case of Bumble, you're kind of bypassing the requirement of them to like actually swipe on you blindly mm -hmm. and they're getting a chance to see like, Oh, this person asked you this question. Do you want to respond? You know? Yeah. Um, so that's a new functionality that I think really is a credit to, to the Bumble experience. Yeah. And I know they're always changing. Yeah. Um, and then always ask a question at the end of your prompts to get people to be responsive. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I think even if, you've kind of crafted a profile that's not related or doesn't create, you know, that natural question, you can always add that question yourself. And so mm -hmm. I always encourage people to do that. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Let's talk about optimizing the way that you use the apps. So you recommend that we, that people use multiple apps. I, I say the same. Um, I'm going to recommend match Bumble and Hinge. Those are my three favorites. What do you, what do you think? Um, yeah, you know, I have not used match frankly, mm -hmm. so I'm mm -hmm. not too, I'm not too familiar there, yep. but um, at least two, right? Okay. Yeah. To me, it's just a great opportunity to kind of add, add to your kind of virtual domain. And are you finding that you're seeing the same women on Hinge and on Bumble? Uh, yeah. Most okay. of the time there is that overlap. Okay. Uh, but they're, you but know, not always right. And I've, okay. I think I've definitely had swipes or, you know, likes on the same person on two different apps and then mm -hmm. ultimately matched on one. Okay. So just because okay. you see two people doesn't mean they see necessarily that response. in mm -hmm. real time. Okay. That makes sense. Now you recommend uh, up or consider recommending upgrading to premium. I definitely recommend premium bumble. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, this was something I fought against and I don't really know why I was very okay. reticent to kind of just commit to that. And mm -hmm. once I did, or kind of got myself around to it, I mm -hmm. really appreciated the benefits of it. You know, for me, limited time, you know, a lot of other things going on. I really appreciate the ability to go ahead and filter out the people that I know you know, likely I wouldn't be compatible with. And so, so ultimately saving some time and getting to those people that you find mm -hmm. interesting or attractive or share similar interests, you know, do that up front and mm -hmm. save yourself some of the hassle of having to, to go through, you know, hundreds of people likely to kind of start yeah. finding those people. So for Bumble, because I can help my clients with Bumble, but not with Hinge, because that's mm -hmm. just on your phone and location based. But, and I don't, I don't download, I don't download for my clients, the apps, I have them do it, and then I can jump in. So um, when we recently got a, one of my clients onto Bumble, a female, and the benefit of the premium is the men can um, like her and get into her beehive versus her having to do all the work up front. So the benefit is she already knows who's attracted to her. And then she gets to choose, are these guys that I would be attracted to instead of her having to reach out to all these men who may or may not 
be feeling the same way she is. So it just saves a lot of time, frankly. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the whole thing. And she had like something like a hunt because she had great pictures that we did with her. Um, she had like 150 plus. It was a lot of people that, that, you know, I was going through for her, like I said earlier. So this definitely uh, put her in the driver's seat, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah, gave her uh, more strength around all of it. So better visibility. Let's talk about visibility. You told me, Will, that before you had the professional photographs done, you were seeing one subset of women. And then after you had them done, it was a whole different um, grouping that were popping up. Night and day. And, you know, this is something that I've not been able to substantiate, like, officially. So Mm -hmm. I'm giving you my firsthand experience. But having the ability to kind of A, B, test some of the, the changes from my old profile with effectively just normal photos. To professionally done photos, mm-hmm. um, there are countless number of people that I saw who liked me and who I liked them, despite being on these apps for you know a little while now. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of just all of a sudden appeared to me, and you know it's very interesting that you can think that you might be seeing everyone in the area. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we don't know necessarily who is being suppressed from your view based on the way the algorithm works. And so all the more reason to ensure that you're putting your best foot forward because everything on that profile from your facial visibility to the background, to the prompts, the wording of the prompts, it all goes into something that's effectively scoring you um, to other people. This is fascinating to me. And I think a lot of people do not know this. You are not seeing everybody. You think you are, but you're not. So if you're on there, um, especially, I mean, men and women, if you're on there and you're swiping and you're like, yeah, there's nobody good on here. It's like, you need to be looking at your profile, at your pictures in order to be able to get better candidates into your pool, period. That's what's going on here. I'm so fascinated. I don't know if that's the same with match, um, but it sounds like for sure it is with the apps, um, Bumble and Hinge. So that's incredible. You guys listen to that. That's really important. Um, Okay. So what do you think is kind of the, like what to avoid? To avoid from a profile perspective? Yeah. And like what to avoid you, you mentioned the word doom swiping to me. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, if you think about uh, social media, it's been a while since I've been on, but Uh um, you know, there was always this concept of like doom scrolling effectively Uh where, you know, you get on Facebook and you see bad news and you keep going down your feed and it kind of gets to be more bad news. And it's just, so right. eventually you leave feeling almost worse than when you kind of started. And right. I think the same concept really applies here in that, you know, there is such thing as spending too much time doing this. You may think mm-hmm. if I just keep going, I'll get to the next opportunity, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'll just, just keep driving it, you know, swiping and liking, Mm -hmm. And I think that can kind of drag you down. It certainly did for me. 
And Mm -hmm. I think my recommendation and the sort of discipline I'm applying to myself is to set some limits, create some boundaries that ultimately Mm -hmm. help you to escape that feeling of like, why isn't this happening for me? Or, Mm. you know, I think we all have the sort of desire to see that change immediately. Mm-hmm. And there may just need to be some patience involved in this process. And so recommend you, whether it's, you know, getting up in the morning and doing it and sort of setting a limit for yourself, you know, I'll look at 10 people or before okay. you go to bed, just create that boundary for yourself that keeps you, you know, ultimately healthy and positive about the experience. Yeah. I've heard sometimes it's a little bit of an addictive situation for people. It's like the continual search, but never getting to the destination kind of feeling. You don't need to go there. So if you're in a bad mood, do not get online dating. You need to be, do a little meditation. I always tell people, do a little meditation, ground yourself, sit down, um, relax, and then just maybe, you know, set an intention that I'm going to enjoy myself for the next 30 minutes, responding to people's messaging and um, liking new prospects. And then, you know, the next morning, 12 hours later, go back in to make more responses. You don't have to be on there all day long. You don't need it to, to um, you know, dig in or bleed into your life all, you know, all day. So be, you're in control of this situation. It doesn't control you. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I think control is an interesting concept when you think about this um, process, because mm-hmm. We've talked about up to this point, all the things that you can control, Mm -hmm. but in reality, after that point, if you've done everything you can, some of it isn't in your control. And Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that, you know, you could have a great profile and it may not get seen immediately by the people who you want to see it. And so Mm -hmm. I think realize that this takes time. And ultimately, if you're doing everything that you can, the rest will come, the rest will follow ultimately. And um, I, it's certainly something I had to learn for myself as I was doing this and going through this process of changing and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the results were iterative. It wasn't, it didn't all come at once effectively. Mm. So you need to keep your head up. You had a couple of ideas on how to do that, how to keep yourself positive. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I think learning and and the work that we did together certainly helped me with this, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that you have to experience failure to grow. Mm. And the great news is you're, you're going to be faced with that. (laughs) Uh, when you do go through this process, whether it's, you know, through matchmaking or online dating, there's Mm going to be some component of, seeing something in yourself that you want to change or not getting the result that you hope to get. And mm-hmm. um, really, I, I hope to encourage, you know, you to, to keep going, whoever's listening to this and needs to, to hear that today. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this aspect of failure is so important to learning about yourself, um, to creating and motivating change, and, you know, ultimately, realizing the success that you hope to have. Wonderful. Wow. Well, this has been amazing. And thank you so much for just sharing your journey. I know it's going to help people really interesting dynamic stuff. 
Uh, Will, do you have a charity that you um, that you give to? Yeah, I do. Um, so out of Charlotte, there is a faith-based organization called Samaritan's Purse. Mm-hmm. Um, so their focus is very broad, but in in a few words, essentially, they focus on international crisis response, uh, disaster relief to areas that need it. Um, they have a global medical team that is very cool. And then um, one of my favorites is they manage Operation Christmas Child, which is a focus on bringing the gift of Christmas and ultimately necessities to war-torn or poverty-stricken areas um, in need. So really providing a lot of joy to children who desperately need it. So sweet. And this is a single spotlight also. So if anyone is interested in meeting Will, please reach out to me. Uh, Will, do you want to say like in just a couple of sentences, you know, what you're looking for in someone? I'm really drawn to people who are curious and are looking to explore the world and understand it and enjoy um, all that it has to offer. Um, And so, you know, with that, I think, you know, being professionally driven is certainly a draw, but also a desire to be um, relationally focused. And, you know, so family orientation, um, uh, a strong support group with as you know friends or um communities that you're um focused on so um yeah you know uh <laughs> i'm not sure what else to say i think um you know i i really enjoy people who are outgoing and um and enjoy uh sort of exploring life i love it wonderful i have so enjoyed getting to know you well All right. Well, uh, we will um, close this out for now. And thank you again so much. It was delightful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.